would be legendary. Wide open. Bye-bye, Beckham. Touchdown, Giants. Odell Beckham Jr. is the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. Now, he simply has to play like it. My goal was always to be in the Hall of Fame, to win trophies, to be able to leave a legacy. I'm John Chandler, and this is the Sports Final Podcast from the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Bruce Beck's conversation with Michael Thomas, a newcomer to the Giants' defense, is later on in this pod. He just creates an environment where everybody wants to go out there and try to win. That's Sometimes it. when you hear that uh, players coach stuff, right. you think the guy is too soft. Nah, man, nah. Like, he, he's, he's a guy that wants to see guys go out there and compete against each other. But the dominant news out of Giants camp this week, Odell Beckham Jr. is rich. The Giants investing up to $95 million, with $65 million in total guarantees in their star wideout. Yes, that's the OJs. For the love of money, you hear there. Sterling Shepard posting this clip in his Instagram story on Monday. Just minutes after word trickled out, the locker room dance party started. And really, how else would you expect Odell to react? This is a guy who's already danced his way through most of the practices this summer. That, that was everything for me. Like, Shep, you know, to, to cut on the music from uh, <laughs> all about the Benjamins and just... Just be able to vibe with those guys, that's something that I feel like in the past, not, not necessarily we didn't have the same chemistry, same bond, but I could feel more a part of this place. So to have them happy for you, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't ask for much more. It'd be the same if the shoe was on the other foot. So. It's an interesting thought from Beckham, and keep in mind it's Sterling Shepard who posted the video before you start saying, here comes Odell with his diva act again. He gets a little bit of money and he doesn't know how to act. Of course his teammates are thrilled for him. Odell is well-liked in that line and it's well known that the Giants are just better when his otherworldly talent is on the field. His teammates should want him to be happy. Here's quarterback Davis Webb on how exactly the Giants players benefit from Odell's multi-millions. Uh, I think everybody's asked him for to take us out to dinner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're all fired up for him. I mean, you see him at practice, no one's running routes harder. Um, chasing down guys 30 yards downfield, catching up to him. So yeah, he, uh, he's, he's very special and he deserves it. I mean, I'm very happy for him. I know he wanted it. I wanted to hear from Webb on this because he and Odell are fairly close, and they could be the future quarterback-receiver battery that the Giants count on during the bulk of Odell's massive contract. And while Beckham hasn't played in preseason games, as Webb noted, he has been very active in practice. He's been impressive in practice. But it's been a soft relaunch, easing him into camp, and Pat Shermer noting again and again that that has as much to do with protecting Odell's surgically repaired ankle as it did the contract negotiations that ran parallel to it. A calculated risk, says Odell, practicing hard while worrying about the timing of his deal. You know, you see Matt Ryan get his contract, and then you kind of, you know, you have to snap back to reality and, you know, be realistic. Um, you know, he came and set the bar very high, so it just was a matter of uh, getting what you feel like you earned and deserved, and I, and I think it's very fair on both ends what, what we've done here, and um, I think we're both happy and just excited about this season and be able to, uh, you know, keep building on it. And... Um, keep getting better so I'm just excited just excited I worked too hard um, I, I, I dedicated my entire life to this game uh, passed up on other sports to play this one um, there was no doubt that it was gonna happen yes it was scary when you know when it happens and that all runs through your head um, and and I think that's the best part about this is now that I don't have to worry now I can go out there hundred percent because you know some guys you you're out there playing and you're thinking about a contract, you're, you're like, oh, I don't want to get hurt, I don't want to do this. Um, and now that it's behind me, 
it, it feel like there's no worries. It's a weight lifted off my shoulder. The Giants ultimately recognized they would have to pay Odell. Even if they were concerned about all of his off-field behavior, 38 touchdowns in his first 47 games and over 4,400 yards receiving, that suggests that maybe his antics, if you want to use that word, are not as much of a problem as we make it out to Still, owner John Mara acknowledged that, sure, they might have listened to a call or two back in the early offseason when they were in message-sending mode with Beckham. But they became convinced Odell was committed to growing up before the summer. Co-owner John Mara signaling that on the first day of training camp when he walked out and met reporters and said that contract negotiations were starting and that he hoped a deal would get done soon. He says he really became convinced when he saw Beckham in joint practices with the Lions this preseason. Just a couple of weeks ago, Odell's ankle seemed healthy, and so did his outlook, and Mara knew that deal had to get done before the start of the season. You're paying Odell a lot of money. What are your expectations for him? Well, I think like we said in the release, um, we expect a great season out of him. Uh, I've had three of those so far, and he's done everything the right way, starting back in the uh, off-season program. He's been terrific throughout training camp, so I think he's raring to go. How important was that? It was important, and, you know. I, I mean, I we wanted him to come in with the right attitude, and uh, obviously wanted to see if he was healthy. And uh, I think he checked both those boxes. Are you, are you all clear on the same page about some of the things that have gone on uh, in game and off the field? That some of those things won't be happening anymore. Well, listen, um, I think he's matured quite a bit. Uh, and uh, I think that stuff hopefully is in the past, and I think he's ready to go on and be the type of uh, player and citizen that we expect him to be, and, and I think he will be. John, was there a specific point this offseason where your opinion changed to the fact that you were comfortable with this type of guaranteed money and this type of commitment? I, I can't say there was one specific point. I think it evolved over a period of time. I and mean, it was always our intention to sign him at some point. The only question was, was it going to be this year or were we going to give him another year? to prove himself. But as I said, he came in with the right attitude and um, you know his energy level has been you know off the roof and uh, he's done everything we've asked him to do. Obviously there was a period in March where it did not sound like he might have held that way. Is that yeah, I, I, I think a lot of you overreacted to that. You, you were asking me, you know, is anybody untouchable? He, there's nobody that's untouchable, especially when you're coming off a three and 13. So. You know, are, are we going to listen to phone calls when they come in? Yeah, of course you're going to do that. I think, you know, it'd be irresponsible not to. But it was always our intention that he'd be a part of this At team. that point, you weren't thinking, like, maybe there's a chance that he won't be here because of what was going on with him? I would say there was a very, very small uh, chance that it was not even worth uh, losing sleep over. We wanted him on the team, uh, and I think he knew that. Uh, uh, we made that pretty clear to him. This really is an extraordinary deal for the position and it might not keep him the highest paid wide receiver for long as it does reset the market now for wideouts. It also heaps a heavy amount of pressure on the new face of the Giants franchise. But pressure? Odell puts a lot of that on himself already, he says. Honestly, it sounds crazy enough, but I don't feel like I've done anything really since I've been here. It's not my, what I have goals for myself. Um, I don't feel like I've been able to truly achieve them, even with the success that I've had. You know, it's it's not really where where I want to be, you know. Like I said, before I was even in the NFL, um, I want to be legendary. Not about yeah, the money is great. You can take care of your family. You can take care of um, kids one day that you'll possibly have. Um, but my goal was always to be in the Hall of Fame, to win trophies, to be able to leave a legacy 
that'll be way, remembered way past any money that you make. Legendary. He said it. And this is Odell. He talks a big game. He plays a big game. And now he'll be paid like a big game player. Sure, the hardest part probably lies ahead for Beckham. He'll be tested, targeted. Jalen Ramsey and the Jaguars are already talking for week one, or tweeting, rather. Ramsey took to Twitter after Odell's deal went public, quote, it's going to be a show very soon. Hashtag Batman versus the Joker. You can probably figure out who's who in Ramsey's eyes there. Odell gets it. As he called out to reporters while leaving the parking lot on Monday evening, gotta get some touchdowns. Yes, yes you do. $95 million worth. You know, you kind of dream about this moment all your life. Um, in fact, you've dedicated everything. You know, you sacrificed weekends. Uh, your parents have sacrificed uh, weekend after weekend, traveling, doing this and that, um, just to, to be able to get to this point. So it is a relief, um, and it's a wonderful opportunity for uh, myself and my family. Beckham's deal is good news for other top receivers around the NFL who should be in line for pay raises down the road. Think Michael Thomas of the Saints. He caught an NFL record 196 passes in his first two seasons. It feels like he's a little bit overlooked. Well, he has a new teammate and quarterback now in Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets pulled Teddy off the bus on the way to Philly to inform him that he'd been traded to New Orleans. So Teddy waved goodbye to his teammates and set off to join the Saints. It's a win-win deal. Bridgewater's only future with the Jets was either as an injury insurance to Sam Darnold or as a tradable commodity, and it turned out he was the one who got traded. I thought the Jets might wait at least to get into the season to see if another quarterback got injured on a team and that made a team desperate and willing to offer a little bit more than they got. But a third-round pick in return... That's pretty impressive for the Jets any way you look at it. There was no guarantee that they could do better because you don't know who's going to get injured. You expect somebody might, but instead they felt like third-round pick is probably as good as they were going to get. And so they flipped Bridgewater, who was with him for just a matter of months, recovering from his torn ACL, and he joins his third team in nine months, and Teddy Bridgewater really could be the eventual heir to Drew Brees in just a couple of years. Meanwhile, the Jets... Seem like they are okay with growing pains from the youngest week one starter now in the Super Bowl era in Sam Darnold. Their heir, that's pretty apparent right now. This is Darnold's team going forward. Surely, though, Teddy to Thomas, I think that could be a thing down the road for the Saints. Let's wrap this up, though, with the other Michael Thomas. The Giants signed the safety this offseason. He was a special team standout with the Dolphins, and this past week he was a guest on Sports Final with Bruce Beck. Michael, what's it like being a Giant? Man, it's amazing. Like, this, this organization is first class from top to bottom. What does it say about your whole journey, the fact that you were undrafted, the fact that you've been fighting for contracts year to year, and now the Giants give you a two-year deal and bring you in as a free agent? Man, it's humbling to know, you know, it started when guys say, oh, you're not good enough, you're not big enough, strong enough, fast enough, whatever, and you've worked and earned your way to, you know, finally getting that free agency contract. Then going to an organization like the Giants with all this history, uh, man, you got a chance to like go and go do some big things. Got some great players. I'm excited for the season. Do you carry a chip on your shoulder Always. because you weren't drafted? Always. Anybody who's ever gone undrafted, which is majority of this league, or late round draft picks, you carry a chip on your shoulder because it's probably the first time somebody told you you weren't good enough. What about this organization? What have you seen so far? From the way you know the staff treats each other, the players uh, treat the staff. I mean, it's just like I said, from top to bottom, first class and. I love being a part of an organization that has great history. You know, everybody wants to win. Everybody has something to prove this year, and, and that's what I like, that type of environment. Let's talk about your defense. 3-4, a lot of aggressiveness. Right. It looks like you guys really enjoy going after oh, the quarterback definitely. and yep. the whole system. It's a little frenzy. 
Yeah, man. I mean, first off, our front seven is amazing. Like, I love seeing them guys go and hunt. Like, we stopping and run like no other. I love being out there with them. But, you know, this secondary, our linebackers, everybody, they just want to get to the ball. And we play for each other, man. Who's supposed to get to the ball in this 3-4? Right. I mean, anybody. And that's what I love about Coach Best's defense. Like, he puts us all in a situation to make plays. Every single uh, position gets a turn, so everybody's just trying to go eat, you know, trying to go eat, man, trying to go win. <laughs> what do you expect to be your role when you look at the defensive secondary? Could you be at every position? Definitely, man. I mean, Coach, Coach Betts, he's left it open. Coach Lou, they've left it open. Like, hey, Mike, like, you're good at this. You're good at that. Like, obviously the team, you know, needs you on special teams, but you're great in coverage. You're great at blitzing and stuff like that. We'll put all you guys in a position to make plays. So whatever the team needs me to do, I'm going to do. What is Betcher like for each individual guy? Man, like he understands, like, hey, if this guy's good at blitzing, I'm gonna put him, put him in a situation where he can blitz. If he's good at coverage, hey, third down passes down situations, I'm gonna get this guy on the field to make plays for us. Uh, he knows each guy who they are, puts them, you know, wants them to win their individual box and put them in a situation to win. That's it. Michael, do you like his enthusiasm? Oh, definitely. I mean, to see how passionate he is, how engaged he is, you know, as a player, you feel it. So you're like, hey, if he's engaged, I can't let his, you know, his enthusiasm <laughs> be greater than mine. You know, his expectations be greater than mine. So I got to match it. I got to bring it. I feel your passion, too. Right. Just talking to you <laughs> over at, at the Giants practice facility, definitely. is that the way you approach your job yeah. and life? I mean, me and uh, Landon was joking about that today at practice, man. Just like, hey, we play a game for a living. Like, this is our job, to go out here and play football. So, like, Let's go out here. Let's have fun doing it. Obviously, we got to do our job. We got to communicate. Got to get lined up. But shoot, let's have fun doing it. And I'm, I love this game. I'm passionate. I try to bring everybody along with me. And I think your passion shows in special teams work. Definitely. You are a guy who's always trying to make the tackle. You have for a number of years. Do you consider that one of the ways that you've stayed around so oh, far? Oh, sure, man. I mean, when you're on practice squad, undrafted, like the first thing a vet told me when I was on practice squad was, Mike, Special team, special team, special team. That's how you're going to get your crack at it. You know, that's how you're going to make, you know, finally make a 53 roster and get in the league. And it, it was. So, you know, obviously I've never had a, been in a situation where, oh, you have an actual chance to start until now. So special teams was my calling card. So instead of just going out there like, oh, this is another opportunity for a play, player performance and whatnot. Like, no, I want to be the best. Friday night against the Jets your special teams, right. especially on the punt coverage right. and the punt return coverage. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Let's man. take a look at some of the highlights. Here was oh, the dude. knockdout ball. Is that Ray Ray, Ray Armstrong? Ray Armstrong. Hey, man, that's my guy. Like He's a dog out there. I love him. I love him. Look at that hit. Enjoyed the ball. Uh, shout out to Shep, me and him getting down there with speed. <laughs> and here's the great return by Hunter Sharp, 55 Dude, yards to pay dirt. The, like, obviously, Sharp, great returner. Like, you know, love the way he practices. He brings energy all the time. Man, those blocks, every single person was on their blocks, on their details that on that uh, return. Like, our special teams brought it the other night. You had 145 yards of punt return yardage on, in that ball game. Right. Last year, 148 all season long. That gives you an idea of the kind of productivity you had the other year. Right. I mean, obviously, since T-Mac, our special team coach, came here, he, like, it was made very clear, like, whatever happened last year, that's not going to be us this year. The standard was set, and I'm glad that we were able to go out there on uh, Friday night against the Jets in our mock game and go out and show, you know, Big Blue what to expect from our uh, special teams this year. What is it like to play for Pat Shermer? What have you seen so far? Man, Pat Shermer, he's just a pro, man. Like, yeah, he, he's a player's coach. He understands, like, what needs, to, uh, what needs to be said to get the players motivated. Uh, he, he cracks jokes all the time, man, but, like, at the same time, he just demands a lot of us. He wants us to practice hard. He wants us in pass. He wants us hitting. He wants us competing. And he just creates an environment where everybody wants to go out there and try to win. That's Sometimes it. when you hear that 
a player's coach stuff. Right. You think the guy is too soft. Nah, man, nah. Like, he, he's, he's a guy that wants to see guys go out there and compete against each other. He wants us to go out and win good versus good. Iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, that's what we love about it. And he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He understands us. He gets us. So, you know, it's just a great environment right now. You weren't here last year, but you know this team was 3-13. and 13, right. And you know that there's a lot of things that you got to get better at. And you know that last year people were looking back at and saying, man, let's hope it's an anomaly because this team is better than that. Right. What are you seeing from this team thus far? First off, I mean, I'll say this. I've been a part of teams that didn't have a winning record, you know, fell short of expectations. And when you lose, like, everything gets magnified. You know, it, it sucks going in the building every single day. But from everything I heard to actually getting here and meeting the guys, you know, I don't, I don't see anything, uh, you know, carrying over from last year. I see a bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders. No lingering stuff. Nah, man, nothing lingering. I see a bunch of guys that have something to prove. Everybody wants to get back to playing well, performing well, especially in our secondary uh, group, especially in our room. So I love the, the leadership that our team brought in, and everybody has the same mindset, same expectations. We're trying to win this year. Your job at practice is not easy. You've got Beckham. You've got Ingram. Right. You've got Shepard. You've got Barkley. <laughs> oh, we got some All these guys coming at weapons. you. The dangerous possibility for this group, how do you evaluate it? I mean, shoot, for us, especially just a secondary approaching them every single day during training camp is like, look, we got a chance. All we got to do is get lined up and do our job. If we do our job, we're going to make plays. But at the same time, we got some weapons on the offense, so we just got to know, hey, if they make a play, forget about it. Let's line up and play again, you know, like next play. Finally, what do you want to tell the fans about number 31, Michael Thomas, and what they can expect from you this year? Man, look, I'm excited to be here. Energy, I'm going to bring energy, passionate. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm go out here and push all my teammates to try to be the, the best that they can be every single day. We're going to go out here and we're going to win. That's it. I thought I had energy, but next to this guy, I look hey, like I'm man. sleeping. I'm ready to go. You got me ready to practice <laughs> right now, man. Good luck to you, Michael. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Michael Thomas, one of the most interesting players in the NFL and a guy the Giants are pretty lucky to have. We were lucky to have him in studio at 30 Rock here on Sports Final as a guest. For Bruce Beck, I'm John Chandler. From East Rutherford, New Jersey, this is the Sports Final Podcast.